Welcome to Share Talk. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Gaz Bisht, who is an independent consultant, and recently he's been doing some work for Imperion Energy. How are you there today then, Gaz? I'm good, Steve. Thanks. Right. Because it's a new company that we're covering, could you give us some brief overviews of the sort of board of directors there and yourself? Sure, Steve. Um, so Imperion uh, has been um, listed since 2005. And, and, and importantly, the board um, and management team is more or less stayed the same, which says about the the company's um, culture, if you like, the the, the director, uh, the non-executive director who's functioning as a chairman is Dr. Patrick Cross. So he comes with um, um, a lot of background in oil and gas via BP. And then, of course, later on, he joined uh, BBC. Um, so there was a bit of change in his um, in his approach. So he has been the chairman from day one, you know, from 2005 onwards. And he is supported by uh, Tom Kelly, who is the uh, CEO and, uh, and managing director of the company. Tom, again, has a background in more commercial and financial angle. And, of course, he understands oil and gas business quite, quite uh, in detail. Then we have Frank Brophy, who is uh, the technical director. Frank has over 50 years of experience in um, functioning as a petroleum geologist. And Frank has worked uh, effectively around the world, you know, uh, in, in Asia, in Middle East, in Australia, and, and to a to to small extent in Africa and, and South America. Finally, we got uh, John Laycock, who is the financial director, who has an oversight um, from the accounting and financial part of it. We are ably um, assisted by Amanda, um, she's a company secretary uh, with us based in Perth. And, and f- uh, my background is, is um, I have 28 years of experience in oil and gas uh, business starting in the U.S. via uh, North Africa, particularly Egypt. And then a large part of my working um, life has been um, in, in Asia, which includes um, Indonesia, Malaysia and, uh, and China, of course. By training, I'm a, a geologist, and uh, over time, of course, I have um, looked at the commercial and engineering part and, and managed a team in various other companies. Since last July, I have been functioning as an independent uh, consultant, and that's where I came in uh, touch with um, Imperium. In relation, obviously, to the assets then of Imperium, can we first of all touch on the sort of overview of the company and the direction it's taken, i.e. you've recently obviously sold a asset in exchange for a return of funds and you're going to utilise those funds going forward. Could you cover that for us please, sort of the past history, the redirection? Yes, uh, Steve. So, uh, Imperium um um, going back to 2005, had a um, pure exploration play in onshore Germany, and and Imperium then uh, drilled a well there, and which didn't work unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So so after that, they um, focused on uh, what is nowadays called the poster child of shale oil play in the U.S. Uh, Eagleford Shale, 
not many people know that Imperian was um, one of the early participants in that uh, play way back in 2007-2008 when they participated in first horizontal well, which was fragged and produced oil. So since then, um, Imperian has maintained their small equity in um, Sugarloaf AMI, which is part of the larger Eagle for shale play in uh, onshore Texas. And, and uh, that asset has done, um, did really well for Imperian, both in terms of financially and, and technically. Then Imperian decided in 2014-15, when the oil price was a little bit uh, on its nose, to exit that play and encash their um, asset by selling it. So that process happened in late 2014, early 2015. Once the sale proceed was um, uh, was achieved and 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 uh, a part of that was returned to the shareholder, a little portion was left with the company in regard to uh, finding a new direction now going forward. And that's where we uh, that's where I came in touch with Imperium. So what we have done now after the sale of um, Sugarloaf AMI is try to steer the company into um, Asian um, market, if you like, and focus on uh, on exploration by carefully uh, managing uh, the cost exposure and uh, equity holding in different assets. So that's a brief history of Imperium from US uh, and, and now current refocus in Asia. So can we touch on, first of all, the oil projects? Could you give us an overview of them and relevant timescales, please? Yes, so uh, so the oil project, as I described, uh, is, is located in, um, in offshore um, China. Geologically, it is called Pearl River Mouth Basin. It's about 200 um, kilometers south-southwest of Hong Kong. And... Uh, Imperium has 100% working interest in that block, and uh, we uh, are quite, uh, um, in a way, you know, professionally proud that we able to uh, convince the Chinese authorities for giving this uh, very prospective block to Imperium and allowed them to be the operator of that block. Mm-hmm. So, so that is our, our key oil play, which we are um, currently uh, in the process of implementing the work program which we committed for that uh, particular block. In terms of the work program, uh, so that we have to acquire a, a, a 3D survey uh, over two key prospects, Jade and Topaz, uh, within two years. And what we have done is, um, because the seismic acquisition costs are pretty low at the moment in response to the low oil price environment, we want to use that um, to reduce our cost exposure, and we are in the final negotiation period of securing a, um, a company's seismic uh, vessel for acquiring this 3D. And this 3D can um, uh, start, this 3D campaign, if you like, can start as early as first week of May 2017. So um, on, on, on remaining with the oil project again, you know, so what our plan is to acquire this 3D process it, interpret it by um, third or fourth quarter of this year, and then take that package to the market for attracting uh, farminis um, for funding uh, drilling of two wells there. We uh, remain quite confident that we can achieve this, um, A, uh, the work program safely and within the budget, 
And B, once the interpretation has happened, uh, there are a lot of international companies working around us in Pearl River North Basin who will be the prime candidates for uh, possibly attracting some uh, farming money for drilling these wells. So that's the short um, uh, project update on oil one. And we also announced yesterday, in fact, uh, uh, a counterbalance to the oil plane in China. We um, have entered into um, uh, an agreement with um, a Singapore-based um, company called Conrad uh, Petroleum. Uh, and they have a prospective block in offshore Indonesia. The basin is called West Natuna Basin. And uh, the, the, it's pretty interesting uh, play, quite different to what we are doing in China. So our equity um, can be as high as 20%, depending upon uh, the payment from now till May, or as low as 10% there. What it is doing to our portfolio management, if you like, is trying to balance oil with gas, and it is trying to um, balance the higher equity in China with a smaller equity in Indonesia. And in terms of the work program, seismic program versus the drilling. In Indonesia, the drilling could happen um, in uh, last part of this quarter, current quarter, Q2 or early Q3. So the target in that um, drilling uh, campaign is a, a small, um, um, shallow uh, gas play, which has been confirmed via three existing well, uh, the presence of gas in, in shallow reservoir. What has not been confirmed is the flow capacity of this reservoir. Now, that's um, uh, that's an uncertainty which will be tried to address via drilling this well and conducting a modern uh, uh, testing program so that we can establish this reservoir is um, capable of flowing commercial rate gas. And if that happens, then it will help us to map the next step. So, so in a summary, you know, so what, what I'm trying to say that, you know, the company has carefully selected these assets, maintained uh, with wide eye open, as they say, the larger equity in China and a smaller equity in Indonesia. And from um, work program point of view, 2017 looks pretty uh, active uh, for the company, both from a drilling and you can imagine, you know, once a large amount of data is acquired during drilling and testing, the analysis of that itself will take about um, three to four months. So I think the team is going to be quite busy um, in 2017. So in, in terms of the news flow, you've got obviously the drilling going on on the gas prospects uh, within the next few months, and then you'll have the release of the prospective oil target plays in the Chinese asset. That's correct, uh, Steve. So uh, it's a pretty exciting time. If we can have a quick sort of chat, if you like, about the sort of previous gas discoveries. Um, obviously, they were drilling originally for oil at the Mako, which mm. is obviously the gas play. And although they intersected the gas zones, they weren't actually flow tested. That's correct. So. Mako structure is a large structure which has three existing wells. And these wells have been drilled as early as uh, 1979 and 86. And the last well was drilled in, um, uh, if, I, if my memory is serving me right here, uh, in 96. 
So if you recall, in, in, the, in larger part of Asia, gas had no value back then. So these wells were primarily um, targeting the deeper oil play. And in, in route to the oil targets uh, deep down, they intersected this shallow gas, which, uh, uh, you know, obviously because of the commercial uh, angle, wasn't tested back then. The oil part didn't work, unfortunately, for the companies who drill these wells. But what it gave, a, a good data set, although, although it is pretty uh, old data set, you know, it doesn't have the full suit of logs, it doesn't have the core and doesn't have the reservoir properties, if you like. But it did give enough confidence for us and, and Conrad to get this uh, permit um, in their fold, if you like, and, and having this uh, geological risk addressed to a large extent. So, so the way we are looking at these existing wells there, that they have addressed the geological risk adequately on, on, on route to the oil play deep down. And we think that um, uh, we feel reasonably uh, confident, if you like, that the gas is there. Of course, there is uh, you know, risk in this business all along. But these three wells uh, do give us that warm and fuzzy feeling that um, there is gas. Now, one of the risks here or, or, or uncertainty is that these reservoirs are not very consolidated one, which means uh, you've got to test them very carefully. And, and that's where the new uh, technology that has come since late 90s to now, uh, primarily from Canadian uh, part of the business, that's what we're going to use in our these wells in testing them. And we remain quite um, bullish or confident that we will be able to um, uh, conduct a, a reasonably safe under budget operation on testing these um, uh, shallow gas targets. Now, in relation, obviously, to the market cap of the business, around about the 10 million mark currently, when you have a look at your prospective targets in relation to other companies that might only have one play targeting oil or doing sort of well work overs, what are the sort of companies' directions going forward to try and obviously close the gap between where your current market cap is to where it potentially should be? Uh, I think, uh, you know, management has uh, is aware of, of, of this gap you are referring to. And one of the things we will be doing going forward, and, and um, when I'm saying we, means Imperial will be doing going forward this, is, is maintain the news flow and activity um, uh, activity um, you know log if you like from bringing it to the uh, you know audience like your audience or or, or more um, having more road shows if you like to bring this information into the wider um, media for addressing where what we are doing you know we are, we are now having sold the US assets we in a way have become really active company now. And 2017 is going to be the foundation year for this company going forward, what shape it will take. So to address the gap from where we are versus where we sh uh, should be or, or could be is a, is a, um, is a um, uh, you know, area which board is squarely focused on. And we will be doing more and more um, uh, roadshows and, and uh, information flow through so that wider investor community can understand what we are trying to achieve. And hopefully they will appreciate our effort in that direction and, and, and the market cap will get readjusted accordingly. 
and hopefully we'll follow you along that sort of journey there, Gaz. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you very much for your time today, and I wish you and the business well. Thanks, Steve.